random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer, still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter! What are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And joining us on the other end of the tin cannon string, we are joined with the proprietor, the owner, the creator, the everything under the sun of Big Apple Comic Con, Mike Carbonero. Mike, good evening. Hi, how's everybody? My tin can is working. Thank goodness. Too many holes in it sometimes can be a problem. But we digress already. It's coming up already the 17th of December, the Christmas edition of the Big Apple Comic Con. You're on, Mike. You know, you would think Christmas people would have other things to do, but it seems like everybody's in the spirit for a comic book convention. I've got people, collectors calling me from all around, asking me what dealers are going to be there. We've got dealers from all over the country, a lot of new ones coming. And uh, artist tables have, have literally been, like, we've got a waiting list for artist tables, celebrities, um, you know, uh, Jim Starenko, all the people. It looks like this is going to be an awesome event. We just started talking a little bit, of course, before starting to record, and you said that we've reached capacity there about uh, as far as the table space, and I just made me wonder how many, uh, not tables, not chairs, how many approximately vendors can get into this thing? Oh, we've got, we've got over 100. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that gives a pretty so. sizable amount as far and the location as always, and it's been a de- there's been a December show and it's done very well in the past. It's 34th Street, and 8th Avenue, the edge of Hell's Kitchen, right <laughs> in Manhattan, across from Caddy Corner from Madison Square Garden. The hotel, no? Yes, the Hotel New Yorker. No, the hotel. Okay, I was wrong. It was not the hotel. No, that's the next block over, I guess. <laughs> right. No, it's the Hotel New Yorker on that's- 8th Avenue and 34th Street. Excellent. So. Okay. And we have an early admission time of 9. I think that's part of maybe a VIP. Otherwise, the hours and that stuff, give us all that stuff. It's from 10 until probably it'll go until 6 or 7 o'clock at least because uh, it seems like everyone wants to enjoy themselves. We've got a great costume contest, all kinds of prizes, all kinds of special things. It's going to rock. Uh, I, I literally am just holding the rock up right now and waiting for it to just holding it up as much as I can. Or it's pull, just taking care of itself. Or pull your arms off for crying out loud. Just get a little relief there. Gee, you know what, Mike? I think, if I'm not mistaken, for the shows you've done, you managed to get it done in one day. Like Santa Claus. And there's a segue oh. if I never heard one. Holy cow, I just made that up. Yeah. So this show is kind of interesting. It's a one-day show, and we're already we're already getting started for a two-day show that we're going to be running in March, and we've got Roy Thomas as the special guest. And uh, so we're looking forward to both shows. This pre-Christmas show, there's going to be a Santa Claus giving out prizes and all kinds of stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And taking pictures, I think, but only for like a one-hour window, if I saw the email correctly. Yes, there's the Joker Santa Claus, I've heard. <laughs> oh, okay. As well as the realer, it's just a... One, it could be imposters too. There'll be a few. 
Now, one of the uh, big names that you're going to have at this show is Brian O'Halloran of Clerks, Clerks 2, Clerks 3, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, the View-esque universe. And Brian is an absolute delight to see. Yeah, he's a nice guy to talk to. I actually met him at a show in, uh, in Charlotte uh, over the summer, and we started talking a bit. And I actually really enjoyed Clerks 3. Believe it or not, I hadn't seen the first two, but I watched Clerks 3, and I really liked it. So it was a lot of fun. So uh, the guys, I'm looking forward to them coming to the show, and they're looking forward to seeing all their fans. And I know uh, Scott Schiaffo has done uh, Big Apple Comic Con as well, and Scott is one of the nicest people you'll ever see at a convention. Yeah, it seems like in general, all, our, all, all, all the world of comic books and collectibles is, is a pretty nice place. You know, these last two and a half years was an absolute insane, in the, in the world of collectibles was absolute insanity. I've never seen it. It was a gold rush. The comic world doubled, tripled, and quadrupled in value. It started to come back down to normal now. Things are still at prices that are way past the pre-pandemic prices, but the marketplace is strong, but it's leveled off a bit. The gold rush is over, but the comic book market is still strong. There'll be lots of toys, lots of comic books lots of collectors lots of artists i mean it's going to be just a lot of fun it's a new york community of artists and collect and and it's the big apple comic con 28 years i mean we've had just about everybody you can imagine at our shows and this is going to be a great one well mike with the shows it just got me to thinking i said you know doing it all in one day and so on you've done many years many shows whether it be one day two day i don't even think whether it's a simple question or not, or I'm just making it longer by keep talking. Uh, pros and cons of, of doing a show of one day in length versus two. What would you, from your point of view? You know, uh, it, it, it's kind of funny. I mean, I, I wish we had more videotape of all the stuff that happened at all the shows because it's just, it's, it's really is so much fun to see it, to see it get from from nothing to see it start up and and, and the show to, to 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 happen and then all of a sudden when you're done 12 hours later it literally disappears it's pretty interesting the way that works out but uh, I like the I like both. I like the one day show because it's done, it's over, you know, and you can get on to the next one. The two day show gives people a lot more time to to enjoy the festivities. So you know, we've got two two kinds planned. We've got this one day show and then a two day show in March. So we're giving people, I hope, the best of both worlds within in the next few months. So maybe from a a, a physicality point of view, you're you start off with a one day show and then you realize, all right, I got to prep now. I got to work out. For the for the two day uh, marathon event or whatever, so I get I think I get some of the uh, rationale perhaps. You know, it, it's almost about the same amount of work in many in, in many ways. So a two day show can be a little more satisfying, but in general they're all good. Mm -hmm. You know, you just never know what's going to happen. So that's what I like about them. Now with the comic community and everything going on, what do you find to be the hot books right now in the realm of collecting? You know, I'm actually looking forward to the show to see. I feel Golden Age comic books have stayed really, really strong. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of the newer titles, the, the, the newer hot Marvel titles. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to sell at my show. Uh, 
at the Big Apple convention because the last show was the New York Comic Con. The market started to just, you know, take a pause for a while. So we'll see. I'll have a market report after the show. And uh, we'll let everyone know what's good. You know, of course, high-grade Marvels, you know, Fantastic Fours, early Spider-Man, you know, the stuff that's always great. But I think Golden Age comic books are a really good investment right now. What about, like, Fantastic Four, since there's all the rumor and innuendo of going on, what's going to happen next with the characters? Do you think Fantastic Four stuff will be the next big thing? And what are some of the uh, titles of that that you would consider to be that specific issues? So, um, you know, the Fantastic Four, kind of the rumors and the, and, and the movies and the, the fact that Namor was in the last Black Panther, it's, it's already started. So a lot of the, uh, the value, the books going up in value, the, the Black Panther first appearance, Fantastic Four 52, the first, Fantastic, the first Namor number four, the first Doctor Doom still has some room to go, Fantastic Four number five, uh, Kang, Avengers number eight. Uh, there's still a lot of books to go, but I think the Marvel, I think the Marvel stuff is kind of sort of peaked. It's sort of it to hit its peak. You know, I mean, there's still good investments here and there, and I, I literally, the stuff comes so fast with the new Phase Five, Phase Six, all the new characters, the villains that are going to be introduced. I, I still can't keep track of some of them. I'm, I'm, I'm literally looking forward to the show to find out a lot of what's new and happening. So I guess I'll have to do a market report afterwards. I feel like I need to be playing a ticker taper in the background of us as we're talking about this. Jeez. In regards to also, you know, just the books that you've been, like, hunting down for yourself, just like, you know, you're, uh, you're reading and you're collecting, what have you been going after for yourself? Wow. Uh, again, I really started to get into the Golden Age comics like today. I made a three-hour trip upstate New York. Somebody called me and said they had a Green Lantern number three, the original. So I took the three-hour trip in each direction to go and get it. Now I'm driving home with a Green Lantern number three and a really beat-up Fantastic Four number seven. <laughs> so I guess I'll read the Fantastic Four number seven when I get home. You know, uh, yeah, I still like the Golden Age comic books for myself and any high-grade Marvels. I guess Captain America, Captain America Golden Age comics are, st are still the creme de la creme whenever you can find them. And aren't the Golden Age books great because, like, you get 15 different stories essentially in one book with all these different characters? Yeah, when you take from Marvel Mystery, you sure do. The old, uh, you know, the, the Marvel, the timely comic books. You know, also, I'll tell you, speaking of those many stories, I think the Marvel pre-superheroes, like the Strange Tales, the Tales of Suspense, Journey to Mystery, the, the, the comics that came before the superheroes arrived, those still have lots and lots of room to, to advance in price. And, you know, those are really always have been rare books, especially in high grade. I think those have a lot of room for, uh, for investment. How often do you come across those, the, uh, the anthology kind of stories, like in really good condition? Because I feel like they're always beaten up because people read the hell out of them. You know, exactly. Those were really well-read books. I mean, it's very, very rare that you find them in in very fine, like in 8.0 or better. So whenever you do those, those get multiples of guides and are really hard to find, and they just always set a precedent and a new high, a new price. Uh, hard to find them. I would say, you know, and I find lots of collections. Maybe once a year I'll find a collection which has some nice grades in it. Mike, any other uh, speakers 
Any other panel type stuff that's happening at this show on the 17th? Uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on at the show. We've got the costume contest. We've got the Santa Claus. We've got lots of lots, lots of artists. It's just a full house of stuff. Just come one, come all. Bring your cheery disposition. Bring some money to buy some toys. Come say hello to the artists. Enjoy the ambiance. I think it's going to be a great time. We're looking forward to it. The week before Christmas, it's going to be fun in New York City. And the Ugly Christmas Sweater Contest as well. Yeah, uh, my, my partner likes those, so he's handling that part of it. <laughs> so there you go. It should be fun. Uh, as part of, uh, part of some of the prizes I see is also raffling a Sony PlayStation 5 console? Yes, yes. We just had somebody donate that, and it's going to rock. Yep. We just got some uh, extra special sponsors, and that's part of the package. Yep. God of War Ragnarok edition, it says. All right. <laughs> and by the way, we were just talking before about the uh, anthology kind of books. I'm looking up right now the very first appearance of Groot from Tales to Astonish number 13. 13. And, it's, <laughs> and I'm seeing, like, all the sales, like, the ones available to buy in CGC graded, and, like, the nines are, like, 9.4 is the highest one. Only one is in existence. <laughs> Yeah, it's just really hard to find that book. It's amazing. You would think, okay, try Tales to Astonish number 12 yeah. or 13 or 14, all of those books, especially now 13 being the first appeared for the first Groot, I Am Groot. I think that's the name of the story, right? Yeah, and, uh, you, and like you look at like the uh, the fours, like that's the most prevalent number of graded copies. So like, yeah, the uh, the well-loved and well-read copies, like just prevalent. Yeah, it's just really hard to find nice condition copies. Even even mid grades are, of those are great. So I think the pre superhero Marvels are good investments. Those are my picks for the end of the year. Saturday, December seventeenth, ten till six. Although VIP or seven, or though with VIP nine o'clock. Big Apple Comic Con Christmas Edition, the Hotel New Yorker, Manhattan. Thanks, guys. I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate it as always, Mike Carver. We'll be talking to you soon. Cheers.